Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. We are going to spend the next three episodes on the passage from Colossians 2, verses 1 through 5. Okay, so the main emphasis of these verses is Paul giving a final wrap-up or maybe a summary of his ministry, why he's doing what he's doing. If you remember back the last handful of episodes, we've been talking about that. But here he kind of gives us a a full summary. We're going to take three episodes to hit this. Today, let's look at verse 1 and then the first half of verse 2. Here's what he says, Colossians 2. One and two. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all those who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love. Do you remember back to Colossians 1 29, the verse before this, where Paul said, For this I toil. And struggle. He was saying he, he labors in order to proclaim Christ for that goal. Well, he's continuing on here, that theme, but he's going to give us a little bit more of the specifics. Okay, why is he struggling? His laboring that he does, this ministry to these people, why is it that he's doing this? So maybe this might help. Think for a moment of a time where you were really struggling or laboring for something. Like you were putting in a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of work, a lot of sweat, blood, and tears, so to say, where you were working really hard for something. Get something in mind, and I want you to ask, what drove you to do that? Like what was the motivation? What were you wanting to see that made you labor so hard? Well, what Paul's going to tell us in these verses is kind of the wrap-up of his motivation. Paul says he wants them to know his great struggle for them, and he gives them two reasons that he struggled for them. First, Paul struggles or works for these churches that their hearts may be encouraged. Paul labors so that Christians may receive encouragement. And I think it's probably helpful for us to stop for a moment and just think about that idea of encouragement. You know, I don't know if you're this way also, but oftentimes when I think of encouragement, I more so think of the idea of flattery. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just saying something nice about someone. It's like complimenting them or flattering them. But that's not really the case. I mean, think about what is the root word in encouragement? It's courage. It's giving courage to someone. That is the goal of encouragement. It's not just saying something nice or flattering them. It's giving courage to them. My wife, she's a a natural extreme encourager. She's like constantly trying to find ways to encourage people. And when you have someone who's gifted in that way, it doesn't come across as mere flattery or just kind words. It really does like give you strength, some courage. It kind of makes you sit up straight a little bit and it kind of gives you like, yeah, I can do this, you know? Well, the core purpose of encouragement is not to just make someone feel better in the moment. It's to, to move them, 
It's to strengthen them. It's to give them courage to what the Lord has for them. And Paul says that is what he wants to do in ministry. He wants to encourage Christians in their walk with Christ. And what comes alongside this encouragement? What's he struggling to encourage them with or in? Well, he says that he wants them also to be knit together in love. This is the second thing that he is struggling and laboring for. You know, I think about our day that we live in today. I think a lot of us need encouragement to be bound or knit together in love with other Christians. I mean, I say that completely honestly. After the last two years, sometimes it feels like the last thing I want to be knit together with is certain Christians, if I can be honest. Like, it feels almost impossible to love certain people. But that's the call for all Christians. And that's just not Paul. Jesus says in John 13, 35, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Think about that. It is our love for one another, our love that binds us, that actually is the defining marker of us as Christians. And Paul says, I'm going to labor to encourage you so that you're knit together, bound together in love, so that that is the key part of your church. So think about your life or your church. Do people know you are a Christian because you love other Christians so deeply? Is your church set apart as a people that love one another? This is fascinating to me. You know, he, he doesn't say that we are bound by similar views on things in life, similar races, similar economic standings. Jesus doesn't say that we will be known by our social media bios and our political affiliation, or he even doesn't say that we are known primarily by our doctrine. We are bound together and known by love. So would you ask yourself a couple questions from this passage? One, do I labor for opportunities to encourage others? Do I work for that? Do I look for opportunities to encourage others? And two, am I marked as a Christian by love? Do those two things, laboring to encourage others, being marked by love, are those true of my life? Here's the reality for all of us. If you are a Christian, you are a Christian not only because other people have done this for you, but ultimately because Christ has done this for you. Think about this. He sent his spirit to always give you courage and direction. Like that's one of the primary things the spirit does is he lives inside of you, prompting you to walk in God's love and in God's ways day by day in courage. Christ has given you the spirit to give you courage. And ultimately the reason that we as believers are bound together is actually because of the love of Christ that ties us together. The love that we have for one another, think about this, it is a borrowed love. It is a love of Christ that flows through us. So it's not just your measly love that you can kind of muster up from inside. It's the overwhelming, never-ending love of Christ that has now flowed into you in the gospel and then flows through you to others. 
So if you want to grow in encouraging others or loving others, find that in Christ. That is how you're going to grow in this. See the courage and how he's always spurring you on in his spirit and the love that you have received from him. And then practically, I'd encourage you to pray today for opportunities to do this. Ask the Lord that he might give you opportunities to encourage others and love others. And as your eyes are set on his encouragement and his love to you, I believe he will answer that prayer. And you also, like Paul, may say that I labor to encourage others and help be marked by love and help the church community that I'm in be marked as disciples who love one another. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.